0: and welcome to our podcast, Clear as Mud, where we talk to game developers from all walks of life about their personal and professional journeys. I'm your host, Graham Waldrop. As always, our show is presented by Mudstack, the only asset management and collaboration tool custom built for game studios and digital artists. For more information, head over to mudstack.com. On today's show, we welcome Agatha Inventio, Senior XR Designer and Design Director for FitXR. Agatha takes us behind the curtain of developing games for VR and mixed reality, the challenges of dealing with people's negative preconceptions of VR, and how mixed reality could take us into a brave new future that goes well beyond entertainment. This is a real educational experience for me. Uh, I don't really know that much about VR, or I didn't even know what mixed reality was before we found Agatha to talk to her, before we recorded this episode, I was able to do a little research, so um agatha is definitely an expert in this field her passion for for mixed reality is just off the charts i think you're really going to enjoy what she has to say and learn a lot from her so without further ado here's agatha all right so agatha what what is some Really bad example of, of user experience that annoys you, either uh, some work that you've seen someone else do, uh, maybe something you've, you've seen outside of, of game design or, or art or anything like that. What, what's, what's an example of UX that doesn't work for you?
1: General UX, like it could be anything. It could be like an um, art installation to a game, to an app. I think the most annoying thing is when uh, you hit a wall And there is nothing you can do about it. So basically, the app doesn't really give you an instruction what to do next. Uh, That's probably the most annoying in gaming and like in virtual reality for sure, because you're, you know, that's as my specialty, as you are in like a design environment, like an interactive space, and then you hit a wall, then there is nothing else to do. Really, you just have to end the experience. So that's probably the most like annoying UX thing you can find um, in products I work with in general. Uh, so it's, it's probably, it's probably like more important than VR and in XR in general to um, always give them something to do, even if like your instructions are lost somewhere along, somewhere along the way and something goes wrong, like there needs to be something else to do in the meantime or you just keep giving them like um, an option to move around still. So it's the the the, the uh, disturbing of the flow probably is, yeah, I would say like, this is a big, no, uh, everything else really, you know, you can kind of work with it, but, um, like throwing the user off of the immersion, that's I. Like, that's, that's probably the end of the experience.
0: Yeah. I ask that because especially for what, you, for what you work on, because it's like it's a totally different experience, I feel like, than your normal either console-based or computer-based uh, game because of how much more immersive it is. And you have to be a little more, I think, you have to hold the hand of the user a little bit more than I, I would think than on a, a more traditional platform. And I was playing a game at GDC that was VR where it was like a samurai game, and but you also had to climb walls, and you know I'm just expecting to hit a button and climb a wall but you I had to literally like move my hands up and down to climb the wall and it was very very strange and I found that to be a little frustrating but it was also it's just so different I feel like it's such a different world and there's so many ways that the experience could be you know could be interrupted could be ruined because we're dealing with with a uh, even though VR is not really like a new medium anymore it's it's still a lot more nascent than than traditional platforms
1: oh yeah i mean the the thing is um I currently focus on mixed reality. So this is like pretty new, like VR is um, like, I kind of see VR, like, um, like just going inside of a medium, like you're going Mm -hmm. inside of a game or a movie uh, and, you know, an art installation, like it could be, you know, pretty much anything or like a 360 video, like you can uh, jump off a plane and, you know, nothing happens, no risk. So that's the great point of VR as well but like mixed reality is actually something new in a way that um, it's like very exciting to work on it because we are like currently creating like a new language of interactions so it's almost like um, basically like I'm writing a new alphabet maybe I would say so it, it, it's not that obvious to what to do with certain tasks like in mixed reality which is i think it's like pretty obvious um like coming from game design what to do in virtual reality because it's well it's still uh the same set of principles you're just like the uh, watching it from the first Mm -hmm. person view in a way yeah and it's spatial to a degree at least
0: can you give us an overview of of how mixed reality differentiates itself from virtual reality or even augmented reality.
1: So basically like, yeah, virtual reality is uh, full immersion, mixed reality is mixed immersion. And, uh, so mixed immersion, it basically means that you can interact with both physical and virtual objects. Um, and the boundary between them is not obvious. So. I, my personal opinion, I think that that the boundary should be undetectable in a way. Um, so you can interact with the world that is layered, but you're not really aware of it hundred percent, like it's not intrusive to the Mm -hmm. user. So you can go through your whole day and use different things. Like even use different stuff, like do certain actions, like, you know, like, complete your task or whatever, you know, like have some fun, like play something. And you don't really know exactly like when, when is the time that you cross the boundary, like from virtual to physical, which is like, this is like fascinating, seriously, and like endless possibilities, really. Like, I mean, you know, like we have to think about like what can be built, but with enough time that you can kind of build almost anything but we don't have the time so that's the problem and then if you go to ar it's basically the virtual parts are layered on top of reality but you don't really mix them together so it's it's like you know the most the most famous like pokemon go they're just like on top of your room or your garden yeah so right, it's like right. they don't really so Um, it still
0: requires that it still requires a headset
1: it it requires some some kind of headset some kind of headset yeah yeah oh by the way uh i can't show it now because i'm not under an nda anymore so this is the new uh pro that just came out like last week uh but i had it for like five months because of this is a dev kit Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the sticker, it doesn't have the sticker. If you buy it, it's like all clean and nice. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's actually, I wanted to kind of touch on it quickly. Sure. Um, that why this new device is actually really good. Even if, you know, every, everyone is like set on memeing meta, uh, into oblivion. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, basically just you know, focusing on the, the bad parts, which they are bad parts, but like this device is legit, like really good. And I don't really, I'm not obligated to say it, um, as a, you know, as a partner, but, uh, like it is really good. Um, it's actually like, you know, when I, when I first changed from, um, and this is really important for mixed reality and like what's coming, because this is what the whole industry is like really hung up on right now, like mixed reality, everything, like every, everyone I work with is basically just mixed realities. Then is the thing we want to invest in, like mixed reality is like the next big thing for many different reasons, but there are like a couple of main reasons. And this device is like the first, um, the first like mainstream accessible device that's actually like it has a library of software because we had this episode in 2016 with Hololens there is still a couple of different headsets that's actually like really doing a great job but this is like optimized for a mass market needs in a way that the other ones are not and i when i changed from quest 2 which is like the you know the like the normie headset like everyone has it let's say
0: mm-hmm.
1: this <laughs> This is, uh, like the next stage and, uh, it's the first thing you notice, it's like very comfortable to wear it. Yeah. It looks a lot so, smaller,
0: it looks a lot smaller yeah, than, than like the traditional the, Oculus and,
1: uh, I, I can put it on the headphones, story, but yeah, it's <laughs> just yeah doing <laughs> well. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, it's, I, I think it's a success, even if it's like quite expensive. Um, it's like three times more, four times more expensive than the previous version, but, um, well, if we, if, if we, we, if you want to touch a little bit on, you know, the strategy, why this, why now? And like, what's the, the whole plan, uh, to actually launch something so expensive and it's the the pro part of it, um, which is quite interesting. Cause I think like the huge part of it is actually mixed reality and productivity. Um, and, uh, I also wanted to touch a little bit on, um, what I think maybe it's the, and we can discuss it cause you know, my opinion, but um, I'm, I'm really biased, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I will be always probably, um, too positive about this stuff and like judge it too positively uh but the whole strategy with this thing is um to to basically like um take over the market as soon as possible with something that will be used every day uh preferably instead of a laptop so this is not a gaming device not like a entertainment device it's supposed to be like an everyday like you're supposed to basically put your laptop away and use this
0: yeah so this Um, this kind of like reminds me of um have you seen minority report the old movie with uh tom cruise yeah yeah it reminds me a little bit minority report where he's you know got the 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 things on his hands he's got the headset he's moving things around the screen but he's still there but the screen is like in the world i mean that's kind of what and that's not an exact translation, but it sort of reminds me of that. And, uh, and and I think, too, right, if you're trying to make something like this, right, it, I don't think it can be just uh, like you're saying, it's not like for entertainment only. It's it can be, you know, the goal should be to be able to use it uh, productively as well. And I, I think it's interesting to, to think about how you can do that. Right. And it must be exciting working on something where you really have a chance to break new ground.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the, what um there is there is like an underlying a battle of huge corps, like huge tech corps in right now, uh for the ownership of the buzzword alert metaverse. Uh and uh well Meta did something really ballsy because they went all in and it might be like I mean it's very risky. Because, you know, the name change and the, the obviously the uh, stock price dropped dramatically. Um, and people don't really trust that this is going yeah. to go. And, um, you know, like a very interesting way to think about it is compared to Apple, what Apple does, because we kind of like hear this thing that, oh, the headsets, the headsets from Apple are coming out, you know, there will be a headset from Apple and it's not coming out so far, and I don't think it's gonna be this year, most likely. So um how Apple does it, like how because they actively fight meta in a way. I I mean, yeah, they will they all fight each other, the big tech corps. But um there was this thing, and I think that's what launched this huge rebrand from Meta, that Apple uh, basically took away the metadata um access from meta, like Instagram, WhatsApp, mm. uh, and Facebook. And, um, so, you know, the advertising, um, the advertising possibilities dropped like really bad because the Apple devices wouldn't allow to collect information. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is something underlying there, like this is, uh, like, um, uh, It's probably like a little bit of a start to this, like, um, you know, this competition for metaverse. Like, they're splitting. Uh, Yeah. And this is like my opinion, at least, you know, like it's just what I think. But um, it's quite interesting to see like the big tech giants approach it in like a completely different way because Apple is very cautious. Like, they will drop a headset for sure. But it's going to be probably like mixed reality only, with some options for virtual, full virtual, but it's it's, it's mainly it's going to be like MR, AR, focused on like mixed uh, reality and mixed mm-hmm. world, uh, not virtual. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see like how it's going to go. Right now, like the language we're building. The, the most advanced place that mixed reality is being built is probably Meta's presence platform. So Meta's still winning, but, you know, it's going to be like the next like three, two, three years going to be like really interesting because this whole language is being built right now. And who's going to take ownership of it? We don't really know.
0: Um. Yeah, I think that's cool that all these companies are trying to make this next sort of experience this next iteration i think competition breeds innovation but it is it is kind of um one of those things where i wonder from apple's perspective they've waited so long to get into this space right and i think there's an advantage to that in the sense that you know they've been able to learn right from the oculus and hololens and all these other things that have come out um but now they're kind of starting from the bottom in terms of their own creating their own mixed reality experience whereas you guys have kind of been building towards this for a while it seems like
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, Meta created this, um, an Oculus, right. especially, I mean, Oculus is being, you know, it's been uh, uh, bought by Meta some time ago, obviously, but uh, Oculus and Meta is basically that I don't think any, any other company will match this kind of culture that is there. Because um, Oculus is, you know, it's a, it's a giant of VR for, for years. And, uh, there is always going to be like a value in there, Yeah. but I wouldn't really say that Apple will be on, uh, like a lower position to enter later because mm. they kind of, they always do that, like with smartphones as well. Like they were never the first one to, um, to create a device. Like they were always the, the, the ones to make it sexy, you know? Like. Right, right. <laughs> so they will do that probably. Like, yeah. they would just go in, make it super sexy and super usable, and everyone would jump on it. So, um, and they will obviously get the best people from the market because they have the money. Like, their stock price is, you know, going high and high, rising and rising. So, um, but still, like, Meta is the, it's, you know, Meta Meta's risking its life. Uh, the life is on the line. So, it's like, it, there is certain, like, um, there is... There is a certain amount of respect I have for Meta for just risking it all. And people, you know, people meme it into like, oh God, people just meme it. So, it's so yeah. vicious.
0: Into oblivion. But it is,
1: it's so funny though. Yeah. Um, so it does look a bit ugly, I have to admit. But the thing is like people compare it to like Fortnite and Roblox and like Minecraft and like Fortnite. Fortnite looks pretty cool, I have mm-hmm. to admit. But the thing is it's Fortnite is a close, um it's a it's a close orbit basically. It's a one environment, one type of environment.
0: Yeah, it's um, a select yeah. audience as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The the interaction model is like way easier. Like what Meta's trying to do right now from what I gather, is to create a unified language. And this is what I'm trying to do as well. And this is what like, startups like FedEx is trying to do as well, to create a unified language of moving uh, through and inside mixed reality, which is not going to be like this for one up. It's a whole language that we will speak in every day. And it's going to go across the across the board with everything. It's like an alphabet will be all speaking. So uh, this is like way harder. And, um, you know, the meme about the legs and, you know, <laughs> about like Mark being an alien and all this stuff, you know, it's kind of funny. But like the legs, the legs are not there because we can't track the legs. Um, so every... Every interaction that involves legs is basically estimated. Like we can't is is that it. why
0: is that why the Horizon? We had a couple people on from Meta who worked on the, the the Horizon game. Is that why they don't have legs? Because you can't track it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's funny. Because I always wonder, it's like, where are their bodies? Where are their bodies? Like, was, I've always wondered that. I never. I had the gumption to ask either because I was like, I don't want to like offend the people who are on here work at like be like, where are their legs? But now that makes total sense.
1: No, it's just like you call track is basically the cameras, like in the Quest Pro, the yeah. cameras are on the head mm-hmm. and you also have the cameras on the controllers, which is a new thing, which is amazing actually. Um, so you can track the hands like in a really good way. Right. You can track the face, you can f- f- track the face expressions to a certain like pretty good degree. But like the legs you have to put like a bracelet on your ankles or something like that, or like additional cameras, because when you look the other way, like the cameras don't see the stuff that you leave on the side of your body because like you're not looking there. So uh, the legs like yeah, that I don't I, I can't use the legs like it's coming, apparently it's like coming out, you know that we saw it in in the Connect this year, uh, but, I, I personally, I don't design for leg tracking cause I can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> um, what do you think about in terms of like, you think there will be a competition between Oculus and, and, uh, and mixed reality in terms of, you know, are people are going to, you know, buyers having to make a decision potentially on getting one or the other. Um, is that a concern at all for you?
1: Like, okay, so I can get a little bit like deep philosophical about that. Oh, that's great. Oh, this is, oh, this is amazing. Okay. (laughs) This is your therapy um, session. Let it all out. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Like, I mean, I, I love to go like into like deep analysis, like something like sociology, psychology, like UX and like in general human condition of virtual reality because it's like, you know, like we have to answer these questions before we went all matrix, because then, like, there is no return. Like, we go to do some when we go ahead and do something really stupid, then, you know, the human society collapses, and like, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that would be, like, that would really suck. Um, so, yeah, so like, it's good to think about this stuff from like a human condition point of view, because it's like the, the sooner we, get this like you know kind of figured out then the sooner we we would basically won't do the mistake so yeah so basically like why i think mixed reality will be the thing to be more popular in everyday life and generally like that's going to be probably the part of our fabric of reality going forward like mixed reality because it's like you know like from what I talk with people online and like real life and with people I work with and like with people who are just, you know, tourists in VR uh, or they hate it. Cause there is a lot of people who are like, who really passionately hate it. And I get it. I get it in a way. Um, Cause there, it is, is like pretty weird and pretty like dystop, dystopian in a way. But uh And like, probably we should be aware of it, all of us, but the main critique is that first of all, like we will replace the reality with something worse and people just don't want that. And the other thing is, it's like the human connection will disappear. And I will actually say uh, personal opinion again, that mixed reality solves both of these problems. Like, you won't leave the reality behind because it's mixed. Like, you need both. And then you won't leave the human connection behind because, you know, it's mixed. Like, you're just enhancing certain things. You're just making certain things possible. Like, this is all... Like, I, I think that people just... This is the miscommunication problem I was, like, wondering about. We were talking last time as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's a lack of... Um... A lack of understanding. I think it's just like a gut reaction, you know, when you're presented with this headset and you see people with the headset on, it's like you immediately think, oh, disconnected from the rest of the world. They're not thinking about the context in which it could be used.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it it doesn't really, you know, like people basically like uh, grew up, like people who grew up in the 90s, like watched a lot of dystopian science fiction movies. Oh, yeah and we all term- have <laughs> yeah. Matrix
0: yeah Terminate, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: yeah Marcus Skynet and like you know Matrix right. the Oculus is Matrix and you know it, it's just like we kind of like have it coded in which I think is a good thing in a way because we're avoiding the total distraction because we're cautious and um, like you need a certain wisdom like personal maturity to to see the the cons and pros Um, and I would say that probably like, it's, uh, it might be a bad idea to give it to like small children. Um, but it's, it's like the social aspect of it. Cause you know, if you go to VR chat, there is like some like unhinged stuff happening there and everyone is 12. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a problem. But uh, generally, like the the whole concept of mixed reality, I think that basically cures the, the cures all the critiques that people have, because like who doesn't want to have the world that you always wanted to, but you only could imagine, and now you can actually have it. Like who doesn't want that? Like it's it's a, it's basically it's a no brainer. Like you can have control over your environment. Like you can have your thoughts in front of you like this is the pinnacle of human connection like let's just you know show ourselves what we really want what we really think like it isn't it just like the 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 main goal of like creation
0: right yeah i think creation's inherent in in all of us and what what's something that you would like to create for mixed reality that it, that doesn't exist yet how can you really push that forward how can you make that an essential part of our lives in, in the sense that you know not only will we want to do something like that we need to we need to do something like that
1: so um example of what i'm working on right now um which is a really interesting project um it basically focuses on like how a body can be active in mixed reality and like body human body and the space around you interaction. So, um, and I think this is like the foundation of, of the alphabet I was talking about, like the, the, the language of interaction for mixed reality. Like this is probably going to start from how human body and how human face in certain instances like behaves. So, um. If you think about like how humans use use their bodies and like how we move around the world and how we move into, into our like social interactions and like how we do certain tasks, um, many of it is like non-physical these days. So in a way that, uh, that's why I love mixed reality so much because it's, like for, for certain people, like for, I think for most people who are kind of like participating in culture these days, like the virtual me is more important than the physical me already. And there is no going back probably like your internet presence and your like social media presence and you know, how you, it's, it's basically like your business card. Like it it is, it's so much more important than what you do like at home. Um, And, uh, mixed reality can, mixed reality can actually bridge the two. And this is what I'm kind of like aiming to work on to basically bridge the two in a way, and like really take into consideration the human body. Cause it's like, you know, that's why I wanted to work for a startup that actually, um, is connected to fitness. Like it's a, like FedExR is a fitness startup. And this is like the main thing I do right now. And, uh. And it's actually great because this is another concern that we all, you know, kind of scared, are scared of that we won't be moving ever again. And it's like the opposite. Like we will be moving like way more. Like seriously, trust me. If there, is, there will be a lot of more possibility and chance for like actually doing stuff by moving instead of just sitting and looking. Uh, like isn't that great?
0: Yeah. And it seems like, so with this, uh, this game, it's, uh, or you call it a game. What do you you call it? Is it, is it technically a game or would you call it something else?
1: Oh, it is a game.
0: It is a game. Yeah. So I was looking through it and so it's got three modes, boxing mode, dance mode, hit mode. Um, and you, you got multiplayer and, uh, looks, looks fun, but, I mean, you're talking about like how the body moves and things like that. Like when you're dealing with having to track someone's movements and things like that, and really thinking about how that's going to work, how'd you guys create that? How'd you guys create that experience to ensure that when someone's moving, when someone's punching or dancing or whatever, that you guys are tracking and tracking and accurately tracking them accurately enough to the point where people are able to have um, a good time, not only just exercising, but just from an experience standpoint.
1: Yeah. So basically I work with like fitness pros uh, engineers and you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, designer and creative director. So, uh, so b- what we do is like, it needs to be legit. So you actually have to, um, use your body like in a, in a proper way from the fitness and point of view you, and this you is can't like, it. no, I mean, you can in a certain, I mean, if you like, okay, so this is like pretty funny, but. The more you know about VR, the more you can cheat it because you know how, and it's quite fun. Because, you know, like if I uh, actually design this stuff, I can go in and actually just, you know, like get this, my score way higher without ever lifting a leg or a hand. But uh, I think like people who actually don't really care or don't know, like it's it's quite hard to cheat it. So it's actually like a legit fitness device, uh, but um, yeah, it, it's like one of these things that it's just made so much better because of virtual and mixed reality Because why would you struggle and go somewhere and be bored or, you know, organize some kind of elaborate thing with your friends when you can just like, you know, pop this on and then do it, have fun, meet some people, there is a multiplayer. And just you know, do your thing, and it's it, it isn't that fantastic. Like it's, I'm seriously, I'm I'm really biased, but I think like v- v- extended reality is like Loki saving the world.
0: Like I think the big like the big thing for me, just speaking as a uh, consumer player, I don't like the headset stuff. Like I think it's cool what can be created, but having to wear the headsets just annoying to me. Like I wish I could experience it without having to deal with with, with the headset. And I know that's not really possible right now, but that that's just something that's always kind of turned me off from, from VR or uh, XR as you're talking about now.
1: I, I think it's like a lot of people think that in general, and I think that too, but you know, I'm kind of like focused enough to ignore it, but I don't think like a um, general customer or general person, like, I mean, you know, like if you ask someone random, like just on the internet, like it, is Quest too comfortable? No, it's 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 really not. The Quest Pro is pretty comfortable, but it's still not like we're not going to be running around with this thing on all day. Like it's it's not tangible. Like we all know it, but it's getting there. And I, I was just like scouting YouTube a couple of days ago, and there is this startup that is prototyping contact lenses for mixed reality. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Um, so you know, a couple of more years probably, and we we'll all be like chipped and you know, uh, integrated.
0: I mean, that's cool, but it's also kind of scary. I don't know. That, that that's sort of like I could be more. I remember Google. Remember Google tried to do those glasses a while ago. That just sort of uh, they didn't really work, as like the Google glasses or, or whatever. I don't know if that would. I'd be more interested in that than than a contacts and actually putting something physically into my, into my body.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there is an option for um, like um, just spectacles and this is what um, like a couple of companies are doing, but the technology is not as advanced. It's mainly AR. So, you know, mixed reality as something that is way deeper in terms of interaction. Like um, they, the processor is just not good enough because you need some space for it and it's like, it's just like the, like, you know, it, it's, it's very like down to earth stuff. Like it's, you just have to have some space for the battery, for the processor. Like, I mean, this thing is, I like it so much because the battery is on the back and that's why it's so much more comfortable than Quest 2 because Quest 2, there is this brick on your face, just like shifting around and it's just, yeah, it's, it is really annoying in a way. And especially for like active stuff. Like gaming, fitness, uh, like adventure. And uh so yeah, great, great thing that quest pro was dropped, because it really like it is worth it. It's so much lighter, but it's not the thing that's gonna be like an everyday everyone using it. Uh it's not there yet. But it's still like great progress though.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's definitely turning in the right direction i think um so when you're when you're creating these game modes and, and these different exercises uh how closely are you working with fitness instructors to make sure you're getting it right That you are actually delivering something that's going to be beneficial to the to the user
1: oh no we work really closely like it's always actually like a legit thing that you will um, that you, will give you the results i mean you know like what's the point of doing anything and um alternative reality if it doesn't work better or at least as good as the reality you have right now anyway. So to to move people to extended realities, we have to give them something so much better with the same benefits. So uh, the example of fitness or example of entertainment, like why would you change to something that is new kind of risky, kind of weird, and doesn't really give you the same results, and it's not better in some really important way. Um, so that's a challenge too, because it has to work physically, but it has to have this layer of something extra, whatever that might be, different things for different apps.
0: What well, was kind of like one of the bigger challenges you ran into with, with making this game?
1: Usually for me, it's like the interactions and, um, if they can actually be built, um, so it's basically the, you know, the, uh, what you wish for and what you can get, uh, which is probably most products, like most digital products and most software in general. Um, and obviously the tracking of the human body is very important. And this is usually what I design for, like how a human body can move into the mixed reality space. Um, So it's very natural for the person. They don't see really that they're like being tracked, Uh, but it still does the job, does scores the points we want them to score. So for example, um, like it's a very important thing in mixed reality to use the space around you. So it's a little bit of like a, like an Easter egg hunt in your house um, or like, uh, you know, looking for something in the woods, like spotting stuff in the woods. So you have to, you have to listen, look and notice things and um, follow the cues in a way, but um, you're using the whole space you have accessible to you. So your body will, you know, move around way more than in virtual reality because virtual reality you can just sit in, the, in your chair and you can do like almost m- most of the things but mixed reality is very very physical for, for, from a definition um, so we will be actually using our bodies in this space a lot and now it's like how do you design the interface around it like do we merge it do, do, do we put something around your hands? Do we put something around your head? Or do we you know open these patches of reality inside your reality uh, and how human body reacts to it and how you react to it cognitively? Um, there are like a lot of questions like how um, reading signals from your environment versus how your mind reads it, and how your body reacts to it, uh, it's not that obvious if you go like deeper into it. Like there is there is a certain layer of human biology on top of it, connected to gaming UX.
0: Yeah, I'm sure your own reactions, right, play a, a, a big role in in how things are designed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I I tested on myself, but not only myself, but like yeah, but um. It's quite it and even testing it, like when you design something and then you can actually test it is very, very different. It's like surprising every time.
0: Yeah, it feels like something either can sometimes get lost in translation from the design to the execution or something emerges. That's always one of my favorite things, is when some there's like that emergent play factor where someone uses a mechanic you've designed in a way that you didn't intend, but is really cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like surprising UX. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were there any any examples of that on the on this game?
1: Oh, surprising UX. Well, I would say that uh, one of my favorite like devices is portals. Um, So you can do like really a lot with a portal because it's just like it's one of these like main alphabet of mixed reality letters. Like letter one is a portal, uh, and uh, yeah, you can do a lot of it. So, um like you can connect realities from a portal and you can give the users certain objects they will need to use to complete an action through a portal or you can show them something else through a portal. So it's like this is quite surprising cuz people just use it in a very uh, different ways from user to user um, and like this breaking of reality with virtual objects. Uh, it's it's very interesting to see people like in natural environment to just go in and use it because I, do- I don't really think that we should be uh, leading them 100% through an experience. Uh, it should be something like... Um, environment exploration in a way yeah
0: let people discover and learn on their own a little bit
1: yeah like open world gaming a little bit but you know it's your room or it's your garden so uh there is this layer of familiarity to it as well or like it's a public space in the future that will be like a public space for example so we need to take into consideration that, oh, this is like an actual physical space. Like it's not, you know, like Skyrim, just go into the mountains and just hang out there in the woods, but it's like an actual physical space and like, what can we do with it? Um, yeah, but still the free exploration of it, it's one of the most interesting things to how to let the, the, the user to roam freely, but still get to the, to the goal.
0: So how do, you, how do you compensate for that, though? How do you think about, okay, where's this person going to be playing this?
1: Um, what, what do you mean?
0: Oh, like, you know, if, you're, if we're talking about they're playing it in their, in their um, living room or they're playing it in um, the bedroom or whatever, right? Does that have any effect on, like, how you're designing something in terms of thinking about where players could possibly be when they're playing it? Like maybe if they don't have as much space sort of thing.
1: Like this is one of the hardest challenges for multiplayer or like um, social experiences. So it's like you, um, you have some, like, for example, like a good example is a VR chat. VR chat is like probably uh, the biggest shared experience for VR right now. And VR is easier because it's like, you can sit in one place in your physical room. And you can go around in your virtual room, you can run around basically. But for mixed reality it's a little bit like, it doesn't make sense. You can do it, but it doesn't really make sense to do it. So shared experiences for mixed reality are like another big thing because every person has a different room, let's say, but they all meet in the meta room uh, and it's shared. So, you know, how do we design it for, you know, like I'm in a big space, someone is, uh, like in an even bigger space and someone is like, I'm in a really small space and we all have the same shared experience. And the the whole point of the experience is to move around. So this is again, like one of the most interesting design challenges. I mean, I usually live in London, so like Oxford circus, like it's packed with people. And they all have their little bubble of mixed reality. Is it shared? Can you just access it? Can you like chip into someone else's reality? Do you have your own bubble? Like it's it's not that obvious to you know, to think about it.
0: No. I and mean, like security, what's security like with that? Yeah. As well. Oh, you know? this
1: is this is like a rabbit hole. Security. Yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> Security and social behavior, like social
0: personal space. Yeah.
1: Personal space. Like what's allowed? Do we like, you know, tolerate like dig behaviors? Like what what does it even mean? Because it's so physical suddenly. Like it's not just like a mean YouTube comment section. Like the comment section can actually like you know come up to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, a couple of different different interesting challenges that we're still kinda of like sitting on it and like solving it and it's not that obvious and it takes so much time. Like I I probably should have just gone to video games. I just, you know, I will have it like at least it will be straightforward.
0: There's less of a precedent <laughs> for what you're doing for sure. You're kind of figuring it out as you're making things.
1: Yeah. Which is awesome. Like kind of stressful.
0: It's yeah. Just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is there anything else planned for FitXR xr in terms of expanding upon those those three modes or adding new classes and things like that
1: first of all like the thing i'm working on right now mixed reality mixed reality is a big thing for uh probably like most apps that use some kind of like physical activity um or productivity so yeah, you know like the, the big thing is um Horizon, which some people like, some people don't like, it's getting there. It's fine. Um, and for FitXR is definitely mixed reality. There is a new studio coming up very soon. That is, um, like an iteration of like more advanced, let's say version of a very popular studio, like the most popular one right now. And there is another one coming uh, in months. Um, and, uh, there were, there is like, uh, there, like recently we added some like really exciting features, like for example, like multiplayers, meta avatars. So you can actually see your avatar when you do stuff, other people like next to you, um, and it's, you know, it's updating the existing gameplay as well, like all the time, which, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's fast updating up and it's a it's general like pretty good place to be um but yeah i'm you know biased for mixed reality uh and that's going to be amazing and meta is basically uh just really 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 taking care of mixed reality right now uh and pushing for it pretty hard like it's obvious that this is the big thing
0: what's been the what's the reception been like from your players
1: first of all like you you'll probably be surprised that most of the players are not like teenage boys.
0: Oh no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not surprised at all. This is a fitness game. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, it's it's usually like adults that want to uh like simplify their life, which is great because it's like it's it that that means that it's going mainstream. Um, it's not just Gen Z. Uh, it yeah. So um, the reception is actually like pretty good and it's getting better uh, every day because it's, you know, we're getting more information, more and more information. The engineering is getting like more advanced and we are solving problems. And I think it's for, you know, for all uh, extended reality applications. Like we're all going through like some kind of like a weird renaissance right now, uh, that we're all learning a lot and it's like rapidly improving. Like next year, it's going to be like something. Like way different, way better. And I really like listening to people that say, um, you know, like I hated doing something in a traditional way. And now I love it because I have fun. And that's, you know, it's just like, we all love to have fun. Like, what's the point of doing something if you're like really forcing yourself to do it? Like, let's just have some fun. Like, let's just not to, let's make the world easier, more, more entertaining, more controlled in a way that we want to. And this is like the best to hear from users, probably. Like, oh, you know, I actually managed to do something is you guys like made it better than reality.
0: Has there been uh, like specific feedback you've gotten that has improved the game?
1: So I think that it there is a lot of feedback like that for little things for like, oh, you know, this, this uh, interaction was kind of weird to do or like this could be improved. And there are people who are actually like really involved in like developing of this technology right now. So certain users are really, really like invested in it. If you have a community around an app, which, um, yeah, that helps a lot because there are people who are really, really invested and really, you know, give you the feedback, even if you don't ask about it, because, um, I can probably uh, I can't probably say anything like specific about mixed reality with the user testing because it's not out for the users yet. But um, I know that, for example, with, with VR boxing, there was a lot of suggestions that were taken like straight from Facebook group and just made, you know, into the game. So it's like a, a, a very, like a s- social experiment in a way
0: (laughs) yeah that's gonna be beneficial too especially with with a live app like that to continually get get feedback on on what you're doing and what should what should happen how to make it better kind of improve it and i think too uh, it's smart to only have like three modes because it's a more focused experience as opposed to trying to make i don't know 10 12 15 different modes it seems like that would just be just overwhelming, especially if it's a live app, and you gotta maintain all of those different modes.
1: Well, I think that's why the the boxing is like. I, I was actually thinking about it a couple of like days ago. Like, why is boxing so popular? Because it's 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 the focus, um, and in general, like, in gaming, like the focus is the most um, the 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 best you can get from the user. Like, um, and again, like in mixed reality, because this is like what I'm on right now. Like the, f- the focus is very different than in VR because it's in VR, like, you know, you have these cues in front of you. You have the whole environment taken over. There is this beautiful visual everywhere. You're like, you're immersed 100% and you just focus on this one thing in front of you. And that's how it works. Like, that's why it works. So it basically takes you out of your reality and puts something like very simple and very repetitive but still engaging enough so you do it, like you've really, really focus on it. And that's, again, that's like the um, challenge for mixed reality. You don't really get that, like you don't get full immersion and you don't get really like stay in one place and focus on one thing, not for the physical and active stuff anyway, maybe for productivity, but less so than in VR. Um, so how do you get users to this, like God, like focus mode we all love, uh, when your environment is not immersed, like if you're not really focused on one thing, cause you have to listen and learn, um, from your environment. Again, another thing that is not that straightforward.
0: Is there anything you want to do in this, continue to work in this space or do you want to Branch out and do something else. What, what's what do you want to do in the in the future?
1: Oh, I think it's for sure mixed reality. Um, yeah, i yeah in any any form that uh, that makes sense. But you know the the um, well, I think the physical activity focused apps have the advantage of really hitting the important pressure points of MR. Cause it is really focused on like, you know, moving and exploring the space. And this is what they do, like f- from a definition. So it's actually like a really good place to test out new stuff and it takes so much time. And sometimes it's like, you know, something just doesn't work, but this is like the best subject to test on. So, you know, I'm not complaining at all. Uh, and. Yeah, but mixed reality all the way. Um, like generally what we hear from the industry is like everyone is really um, going into the future with this mixed plan. Uh, it's not like virtual, virtuality is not that hot. The mixed is the, the big thing. And I think people just like kind of got this impression that uh, it's just more it's more usable. So yeah, I'll just go with it.
0: Cool. Well, yeah, look forward to seeing what you do with it. And um, thanks again for, for stopping by and uh, best of luck with development. I mean, I think it's really, even though I've never been like a big VR fan, I think the, the whole, act, you've you've educated me a lot on what this mixed reality thing could be and it sounds like it could really, I don't know, it could really take us to places we never conceived of.
1: Oh yeah. Thank you so much. That was really interesting. And you know, like this is, um, it's, it's really great to, you know, be able to, to talk about it a little bit because my friends are really sick of me at this point. So really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Glad to give you an outlet. All right. That's going to wrap up our show for this week. We want to thank Agatha again for being our guest. To find out more about Mudstack, head over to mudstack.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and join our community on Discord. And of course, we want to thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Clear as Mud.